Last time on Colony Confidential. So Eddie had an entrepreneurial spirit as a young guy. When I first got my driver's license, he had the car, right? Because he was working for you. And I used to be like, yo, you're having a party tonight. You're going to drink. Let me take the car. I got my license. Daddy don't care. You didn't care. I had a license. You would let me use the car from time to time then? Oh, yeah. I even drove the Lexus back then. Yeah, I got a call from the Pennsylvania State Highway Patrol. Them. Just because uh, they thought I stole the car. I'm like, car? it's my fucking father's said, name yeah, on the car, right? They, they're driving a car. I go, officer, that's my car. That's my son, and his and his brother, and it's legit. But officer, I want to thank you for your diligence, and I appreciate you looking out for my car. Oh, okay. So. And another thing. So Eddie, let me finish my story about Eddie because I would ask Eddie to use the car when he was having the parties and he would charge me 40 fucking dollars <laughs> for the car. Turn around is fair play, right? Eddie comes, he's late for work already, car's out of gas. He's like, yo, I need you to take me to the gas station. I said, oh, do you know, Eddie? Well, that'll be $40. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? I said, remember in 1993? Where you charged me $40 the whole summer every time I borrowed the car? He was like, you f***ing bastard. You know what? You know what he did, though? Now, he, probably because he didn't have the $40 on him. He walked to the gas station. Good for him. <laughs> you know what? You know, Joe, just in sizing you up the last few years, you're going to have Irish Alzheimer's when you get old. Yeah, I know shit. You know I what Irish Alzheimer's is? is? Yeah. Oh, okay. We all do. You forget everything but the grudges. I'm telling you, I tell people this all the time, that I'm never going to get a terminal disease because, knock on wood, I have a list, much like my list from age 13 to 21. Everybody listening that knows me knows what the list was. But I have a list that goes back to kids in the fourth grade that if I get a terminal disease, I'm going to find them and I'm going to do some terminal disease shit to them. Like breathe on them. No, like probably just I'm gonna fucking buy it. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be that guy that you on the news is like, Joey was such a good guy. So everybody needs love. Those people that tried to screw me, I had done a lot for. I was a thief. I was this and that. But you know, when they needed money and I lent it to them, I didn't charge them interest. I wasn't that bad a person. Like when their son was gonna get the shit kicked out of him by the boys because he couldn't pay back a loan, and I folded the money and didn't collect any interest, they don't mention that. Or when their car got stolen and it was really repossessed and I spent a half a day looking for their car, they found out the next day, oh, I hadn't made three payments. They don't tell them that. The fact that you worked for me and now you got a house and you live in a nice place, tell them that too. So you people, all I could say to you, not looking for you, not gonna do anything, I leave you with this thought. F you, I won. Anyway. Yeah, there's uh, Irish Alzheimer's for you. But it's funny, though. There's a guy, kid, whatever, loser, really, that told somebody he was selling. A friend of ours got wind of it, went back to another person and said, ah, you know, they're interested. And he said, I'm not selling anymore. But if I was, I'd never f***ing sell to the Sheehan's. Who said that? Uh, I, well, you'll edit this out, yeah? Why wouldn't he sell to us? I don't know. Like, Kimmy's scared. All jokes aside... If you've been following us, you've been listening to the podcast, you've seen me and my ugly mug all over social media in the Green Pest episode, in the Fall Pest episode, you've heard canines come up. We just purchased a new canine. We were down in Maryland at the Canine Pro Workshop. So it's only right that we talk a little bit about 
scent detection via canine, specifically bed bugs. We created a special division, Synergy Scents, back in 2008 when we got our first dog, Cosmo, specifically for bed bug scent detection. This industry has come leaps and bounds since we started. We started this particular division with my mom, Peggy Nally. Not only is she camera shy, she's podcast radio shy as well. One day we'll hopefully get her on here. She is actually, it's 2018, 10 years later. Wow, 10 years, huh? Yeah, she will be retiring at the end of this year, going out on a high note. The company is growing. Scent detection is amazing. You may have heard on the first summer podcast was with us in the Hamptons. Issa will be taking over her position, and uh, you will see a lot of Synergy Scents possibly throughout the country, but we're going to make a heavy push with the scent detection. So scent detection, everybody knows there's all these third-party certification bodies out there. We like NESDECA. It stands for National Entomological Scent Detection Canine Association. Um, yeah. So their guidelines are very specific. Your dog has to be able to identify live bugs and viable eggs. They have to not alert to dead bugs as well as other distractors. There's been stuff throughout the years where they said that the odor of a bed bug was very similar to that of a carpet beetle or that for some reason canines were alerting to carpet beetles. So as a scent detection company, you have to make sure that your team is not alerting or false alerting. And a false alert is when the canine alerts the handler to what they believe is the presence of bed bugs. It is in fact not. It is something else. That is a false alert. That's basically what NESDECA does when you get tested with them annually. You go through several rooms. They have a hides out that are live bugs and viable eggs or one or the other. And then they have known distractors out as well, which is a ton of dead bugs to make sure your dog doesn't alert to dead bugs as well as other distractors. So when you go for a NESDECA test, and I'm not reading this off a website, I'm doing it off a memory, the test is two hides that are actual bed bugs or viable eggs or both. They could put it anywhere. It's three rooms, so it could be done in a house. Most often it's done in hotels where you do three hotel rooms or the way it was just done down in Ocean City. It was uh, like almost like a suite in a hotel that had multiple rooms, and you went through all three rooms. And then they put distractors out, and the distractors can be anything. I would say it's almost always a dead bug. Sometimes it could be just a plain vial. So just for some of you that don't know, the bed bug hides are usually put in sealed vials with like a, a mesh over the top of the vial, and the top of the vial is cut out to let the odor come out. They ask you what your dog's alert is when you go in. Our new dog paws at it starts pouring. So you go in and you say, hey, this is my alert. And the evaluators who are third party, they hide them. You don't know where they are. And you go through and your dog alerts. You're allowed one false alert during the inspection. So basically, you go through a false alert, as I said before, is when your canine alerts to an area that does not have bed bugs in it. That would be considered a false alert. So you go through, your dog alerts, let's say two times, if you're very confident in your canine, you can stop the time and call those two. And when you, when I say call it, you say, okay, the bed bugs are in the headboard of the bed and the bed bugs are in the light fixture by the front door. And if they are, you pass. And if they're not, you failed. Another caveat to that is if as you're going through the test and your dog alerts three times, if it alerts one more time in a new place, it's probably an automatic failure because remember there's two hides. You're only allowed one false alert. So if you have four alerts, you probably failed. You go through that once a year. Your training should be exactly like the test. 
when I say that is, and, and a lot of people in canines, when, when, when we first got into the business, we almost always knew where, when during our training, I would put the hides out for my mom. But she would almost always know where the hides were. Or when she was at home training for herself, she put the hides out. So when she would go buy it with the dog, there are these little things that you can do to cue the dog. Sometimes it could just be energy, like the dog goes off your energy. So as you're going along, you might be saying in your head, don't miss it, don't miss it, don't miss it. That energy is going down the leash into the dog. The dog feels it, and the dog's like, oh, I feel him tingling now. He's, he's temperature. But this is, this is true, though. Patrice and Ed are laughing at me right now. But I, I, never, I never saw you tingle. First of all, dogs. Maybe, maybe when I hit you a couple of times, I don't know. I didn't tingle. I throbbed. Pause. <laughs> but the, the, what I'm saying is, is that the dog feels your energy changing, and they say, oh, this is what happens whenever I come off, so it's got to be here. Blind hides are where now I go in, and I put the hides out for our canine handlers. I put them out. We let them stew or sit for whatever amount of time, 10, 20 minutes, whatever you feel is best or whatever your trainer told you is best. And then you just let the canine team go through and they don't know where it is, which is exactly like what the test is like. So now the dog actually has to work. Instead of vibing off your energy, it's just got to go and find its stuff. And if you train like that the entire time, your dog's going to be spot on. And remember, for everybody listening who doesn't know anything about scent detection, scent detection is not 100%. It is not nothing. Only God's 100%. Nothing is 100% when it comes to bed bugs, and certainly not in scent detection. And I don't want to make too many quotes, but somebody told me that there was a, a, a federal case where a judge said that a certain percentage that was way below 90% was acceptable when it came to drug and bomb dogs. And another thing for all you people out there that say, oh, the dog alerted and... I didn't find bugs. So I'm going to tell you what uh, Pepe told me from Scentworks down in Florida from Pepe Dogs. He said when you have a drug dog and you have a potential case where you think somebody's transporting narcotics and the dog alerts on the car and you go through the car and, geez, you can't find it. Do we let that guy go on the side of the road and say, hey, the dog alerted, but we didn't find the dope. We're going to let him go. Truth of the matter is, no. They impound the vehicle, and they take the vehicle apart piece by piece. Whatever their percentage rates is, then they find the dope. And I really do like this analogy because it makes perfect sense. If the dog alerts on a wall, are you going to cut the wall out? Are you going to cut the sheetrock out and then really look for it? And then if you really understand odor and how it can travel, you have to understand he could be catching the scent on a couch from inside the wall, potentially, if, if the scent is that powerful. Or you have a, a Duxiana $20,000 mattress that he alerts on, and uh, you don't find no bed bugs. Are you going to let us take a razor blade to that $20,000 mattress and find the bed bugs? So it's a good point in trusting your dog and knowing your team, especially with Peg, my mom. She's been with Hef for eight years, so the two of them are retired. They have a bond. They know each other very well. It's great. Even with Issa, who now has Synergy, the new Jack Russell, they've been together for three or four weeks, a month or so now, and you could see the differences as as they grow, but you, you need that team to be almost synchronized. So you could chime in any time, bro. You don't got to raise your hand. We're not in grade school. So I got a question. I got a question. I know the other dogs, the reward was you dropped the ball from underneath the armpit. What's this dog's reward? This dog is food reward. Much like how Cosmo was originally. Then, can I tell a little story? So one night, we're in this big building. <clears throat> I'm not going to mention it. 
and I was with the handler. We were using two dogs, and one of the night workers came over and asked if that was a drug-sniffing dog. So I was going to say no, but the handler said, it's whatever you want it to be. The man disappeared rapidly, and I commented to the handler, we might have the only drug-free building in the city of New York tonight. <laughs> so anyhow, these dogs are, um, can be fun to work with, and they can be extremely distracting. Very frustrating because sometimes, you know, like you, not me, I always like to work. But sometimes they might be like, I don't feel like working today. In that case, you usually have to take them around the block and let them take a dump or whatever and wait till, okay, I'm ready to go to work now. They have personalities and you got to get to know that personality, work with the personality, you know, like other people. You don't like some of their personalities, you like the rest. Some of their personality is good, some not so good. But you got to get to know the dog. And once you get to know the dog, you got a good team going. But you're constantly working with the dog, training and retraining. They say train like you work, work like you train. That's a common model okay. throughout scent detection. But you said you used the right word as team. You'll never, you'll never see certified canine handler. You're not really a certified handler. It's the team that gets certified. They're not certified. They're not certifying Synergy or Dora or Hef. They're certifying you. With what are you doing, schmuck? I, I want to talk. So, so I breathe. Heavy. I breathe heavy. You know what? Let's go back to raising your hand two-year-old what i'm saying is you had it right where it was team and the team is what it's all about the dog does all the work the dog sniffs and finds the bugs and the handler watches for the difference in the dog of course you're looking for the alert but you're also looking for other things like is the dog tired has the dog had enough did the dog just run past this area and not sniff because maybe he saw something on the floor over there and you got to bring it back so the handler's job is very specific watch the dog make sure it's working the dog's job is to be working to make it simple I'm sure a lot of you out there are dog owners, and you know, you get a dog, wherever you get them. I like to adopt them from a pound and bring them home, and these dogs and you grow together. And it's the same with a bed bug dog. You get bonded. I'm sorry that poor Brian Taggart lost Petey, and I was a great little dog from what I understand, and that hurts. For those of you that have pets, you understand what I'm talking about. For those of us that have bed bug dogs and you work with this dog every day, he was part of your family. It hurts more. So, Brian, I feel you, buddy. So, if you're thinking about a bed bug dog and working with a bed bug dog, how it is the same, it's the same as your pet. Only he's highly trained, and you're highly trained, and you put a lot more time in with this guy or gal, whatever the case may be. So, think of it that way. You have a dog. He's not that much different than a bed bug dog, just that the bed bug dog has been trained in a specific area. And you got to bond with him. You got to become a team. All right. So just to touch on what Ed just said about the dog's part of the family and a pet. Yes and no. There is debate about this in the industry. At Synergy Sense, we subscribe to that the dog is not a family member or a pet to certain extents. Like everybody can't be playing with it all the time. And uh, let's, let's not forget, Ed, that we had to take the dog away from you. You couldn't feed him properly. The dog was a 15-pound dog that while at Ed Sheehan's house weighed 25 pounds. He likes steak. Yeah, he likes yes. steak. Yes, Ed but, Sheehan but. was told exactly what to feed him every day, but Ed Sheehan can't follow right. rules. Right, but when we went to a seminar upstate with a train, famous trainer and they had a lot of bed bugs dogs there and the dog that i was in charge of that was allegedly overweight and was treated too nice he not he he was like a, a rock star he he hit every uh hide and it was commented the guy commented like what a great dog you and you are very calm and handling them and blah 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 right, whatever right, 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 okay right. is that true or not it's true but your okay. timing is off 
Why is my timing? Because when we first gave you the dog and you went to our little program at Synergy, we said, hey, this guy is going to have this seminar. You should go. That was when the dog first moved into your house. And now was, I was here at least six months. No, you're fucking. The dog didn't even it. last here six months. <laughs> all right, five months. Look, Peg came here. Peg is in charge of all the dogs and making sure they're good. And came here and said, "What the fuck are you doing with this dog? The dog couldn't even no, take no, two Peg, steps without breathing heavy." Peg and just, never curses. No, Peg never curses. All right, fine. No. That's probably true. So you take a 15 pound dog and you add 10 pounds to it. <laughs> it's not gonna work. He wasn't 10 pounds overweight, maybe a pound or two. He looked like a f***ing Macy's Day Parade f***ing He was a happy little chubby dog. He was a chubby dog. My point is is that you add that amount of weight to any kind of dog. If you you add any percentage over 5% of the dog's body weight to it, it's going to affect his efficacy on everything, especially scent detection. So that's my point, (laughs) Schmammer. I stand by that day when he was a rock star. Nobody denied that. We just denied your time frame. He was not overweight at the time. Yeah. He was trim, slim, and light skin. All right? <laughs> he was holding it down then. And then you, what happened? You got dark you, skin? You ruined him. No, it's just it's, it's slim, trim, and light skin is a thing from uh, hip-hop that I like to throw out oh, there for cool, the younger generation. Cool. Not that you would understand. Yeah, okay. I'll sing a little doo-wop for you later. Maybe you'll get it. How about some country and western? Having a working dog be a pet versus just a working dog so people say so how do you how do you treat it if it just as a working dog listen you still create the bond the handler has that bond and basically that dog knows when i come out of this crate i'm coming out to work or i'm coming out to use the bathroom and seldomly i will get to play and play is not really all with the family it's you could take the dog outside let him run around burn some energy but the truth of the matter is is you could let a dog run for 30 minutes to an hour outside. Can and you it play would, with another dog? It, I would say no. Oh, okay. This guy who doesn't like HR all of a sudden is a fucking union delegate. He's <laughs> <laughs> a dog. Yeah, he's the dog union delegate. Everybody out there, look out if Ed Sheehan knocks on your door. So, he's going to so be trying wait, unionizing so your canine. My thing was you worked for me. I wasn't your friend. I would be friendly, but you weren't my friend. Is that what you're trying to say to the, with the dog? <sighs> I do. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? The dog is not human. These dogs know what their job is, and they love it. They like it. To them, it's their game. It's We call it their job, but they like it. They know they come out. They search. They find. They eat. And when they find it, you're not just feeding them like, here you go, feed. There's somebody when they get out of that cage. I'm just saying like they know it. The biggest thing in scent detection that everyone will tell you is we mess it up by thinking about it too much. It's very simple. When the dog comes out of the crate, it's working. When the dog goes back in a crate, it's not. That's it. That's how it works. So Issa went on his first really long day of work this week. This particular job was about six hours for the day. And the dog did very well on the, the, the three alerts that the dog had throughout something like 50-something apartments. There was a, another pest control company there that actually did an inspection and found live bugs. So it was very rewarding for Issa. Sometimes just in those real-life situations, it's nice to see that that happens. But my point is, is at the end of the day, Issa's texting me pictures, and he's like, I got home at 7 o'clock tonight, and the dog has not moved since. And this was like at midnight, and then when he was getting up the next morning, he took a picture. He's like, I went to get him out of the cage this morning. The 
to go out and go to the bathroom and whatnot, and he was still laying in the same position. So my point is, is that the dogs love their job and then they like to break. And the trainers were telling us, if you work your dog for 10 to 15 minutes, it will tire him out more than running in the backyard for 30 to 45 minutes. He said, now, on the flip side, if you go in the backyard and run the dog for 30 to 45 minutes, it's going to come back in the house and be ready to work like if it didn't run at all. Because the using of its nose and, I guess, brain, but really the working ties them more out than if they're just outside playing. <sighs> I can't stay on task with you, Sheehan. Next time on Colony Confidential... The current fad in canine scent detection is rodent dogs, and there's two trains of would thought. Would you really call it a fad? I, mean, I certainly would, would you, not call would it a fad. Would you really call it a fad? It's trending. It's new. New trend. It's trend. a new trend. It could be a fad. It might not be. The point is, is that thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential at gmail.com.